It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 155. Today is August 16th, 2021. We will be recapping the Field of Dreams game, the White Sox series, first game and only game of the Angels series. Field of Dreams game was a nightmare, but it was entertaining. The Yankees are 20-9 since the All-Star break, which is the best in the American League, second best behind the Brewers in the entire MLB. So they take the series against the White Sox, 5-1 and one against the White Sox this entire season, which is... Kind of shocking when you think about that. And reinforcements are on the way. How are we feeling, boys? Today you got Luke Chandler and Damon Murph was going to join, which is why we're recording a little bit later. But he, as usual, does not have the best Wi-Fi in near Canada, which is Lake George. So how are we doing, Chandler and Damon, today? Fantastic. Good to be back. Took a little hiatus. Was on vacation for two weeks. Yeah, good to be good to be back. I'm I'm uh I'm happy to talk about some Yankees. Yeah, we apologize. Out in the uh, the Pacific Northwest over there. I was I was literally in no service for about a week and a half, like zero bars. Yeah, I thought you kind of ghosted us. Honestly, I literally didn't hear a word from you for like two weeks. And no, like, I would just Damon's like, either dead or doesn't have any desire to do this. Anymore. I would just get like a thousand text messages like at once because I had no service for so long. But we're here. Yeah, we apologize for not putting out an episode on uh, Friday last week. We were all kind of on vacation. Summer is coming to a close now. I was in Minnesota. Chandler was the only one available to record. Murph just never has good Wi-Fi, so there's that. Uh, he. Yeah, so that'll be the last time we miss an episode forever, promise. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, we're not traveling anymore. But we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yankees are good. They keep winning games, like I said, 20-9 and nine since the All-Star break. But before we get into all the Yankees news, we would love it if you guys could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If you're listening to it on the podcast apps, make sure you just swipe on up. Five stars if you want to write something. We appreciate that if you think we deserve it. Uh, if we hit, we are 234 last time I checked. If we hit 250, I will eat a baseball on a live stream. And I don't know who would not want to see me break my teeth on, on live TV or wherever you want to watch that. So <laughs> if you want to do that and uh, yeah, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube, we do these live on YouTube. So go to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page and subscribe to the show there. So. Kind of neat news real quick. Uh, Ridings and uh, somebody else. I forgot the other name, but two of them just got optioned back down to AAA. So that makes you think there are some reinforcements coming tomorrow, whether it be Rizzo or Gary or some combination thereof, because you are allowed a 27th man on doubleheader days. So obviously they're not sending them down for that. Rizzo passed all of his tests today, supposedly. And Gary has been playing in double A. So. 
They said Garrett's coming back at the end of the game, I think. Yeah, so while we're on the topic, I have a little bit of a quick injury news. I'll kind of rapid fire it. So Cole obviously was back tonight. Uh, Montgomery returns Tuesday, which is today, if you're listening to this on the podcast apps. Uh, Gary on rehab assignment could also be back tomorrow, Tuesday, or today. Like You know what I mean? Rizzo was scheduled to work out with the team on Monday. Apparently feeling a lot better, according to Boone. He won't need much time to build back up. So Chandler built off that so hopefully potentially soon with him maybe tomorrow i would i would probably guess like wednesday or something i think tomorrow's a double header isn't it yep so yeah. I, I i probably I wouldn't literally just said that oh sorry i probably wouldn't bank on the double okay. header so sorry but uh then chapman and domingo are apparently progressing whatever that means and that's all good news the only bad news is sevy had another setback tightness will have an mri today monday so we'll see what happens with that? This is the second setback, so I'm just anticipating the worst. With that, my mentality kind of has been that we will be without him, and I would be, you know, pleasantly surprised if he were to come back. But this is kind of on par with that. I'm hoping that he comes back, but I think we as Yankee fans, wow. with the recent history of him and the way this team has been injury wise, we should just. Assume that he won't come back, and if he does, fantastic. So that is Dude, the he injury might actually update. be Sevy might actually be dead. They asked Boone after the game uh, if he knew the results of his MRI or whatever. He said he wasn't going to talk about it. So just based on recent memory, he's not coming back anytime soon. It's just like always something, though. It's like, <clears throat> well, any delay where Boone isn't going to talk about it after the game, you know we're fucked. Just like, yeah. when was the last time he said that and we had positive news the next day? But this isn't even the original injury. This is something completely different that he that he had, right? This is like a new... I think it was a yeah. shoulder. Yeah, yeah. shoulder. So it's, ridi- it's ridiculous. Speaking of injuries that nobody has any idea about and potentially being done for the season and or... No, I wouldn't say career for Seve, but there has been recent news right before we started reading the, the show notes for this podcast and... What we assumed, we, we joke around that Clint is probably done for his career, but like, what did Boone just say, Chandler? Uh, I don't have the exact quote, but the title of the article was Boone. Uh, let me get it so I get you the actual exact one and not some bullshit one. But so either way, the main point of it was he alluded to the fact that uh, Clint Frazier might not ever play again. Like, actually never play again, not the sarcastic way that we say it that seems like but. a very odd thing to say i don't like i don't know what the source was or anything it could be true I, all I, right here we go seems like a very weird yankees thing to just aaron say. boone unsure if clint frazier will ever play baseball again amid vision issues that could be a weird headline but i mean I'm, i wouldn't be shocked yeah. i mean the way he's been playing he's been playing shitty number one maybe it's because of the vision issues could be but i mean it's, it's it's just a I very like weird thing that no one knows. Like it's not like oh you, you tore something here. Let's have surgery and then go rest for six to eight weeks. It's just no one really knows what's been going on. I mean, like, he checked himself out of the game. Yeah, that can't be like that. That obviously can't be a good sign. And they said it was like vertigo, but then they ruled out vertigo. So they still have no real idea what it is. They ruled out concussions. So I got no idea. It seems very 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 weird. And I hope he's all right. But it just. It's just very shady. I, mean, I feel like it's that like mega serious for yeah. It I has mean, to I, be. obviously Aaron Boone is a complete and total jackass with the media, but the fact that he said that he's unsure if he'll ever play again, 
I feel like that has like, to be like a, a stretched headline somehow. I, mean, I, I don't know. No way. Like you have to be either one an absolute fucking moron to say that and it not have some kind of truth behind it, or two just it has to be a misleading headline. Yeah, like, I don't know. He I don't has know what the article to know something says. that we don't. Yeah, I don't know what the article says. I didn't really. I didn't hear what Boone said, but I feel like he probably said like, "Oh, we're not really sure what is wrong with him. We're not sure when he'll come back or if he'll come back," and then. The headline probably stretched it a little too far, but either way, it's it's doesn't look good. And I mean, hopefully they can figure it out. Hopefully he can figure it out. But I would I would probably rule him out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh well, Yankees. they just put him on the sixty day IL. So. And it's only forty five games left or forty four games left now. So <laughs> yeah, unless he comes back to be like Game Seven of the World Series, pinch hero, hits in Game Seven, then yeah, maybe. But yeah, yeah he's out for the like season. Like the guy, Kyle Schwarber year where he came back from like a torn ACL in May in the World Series. Yeah, except like Kyle Schwarber runs. was Kyle Schwarber and Clint Frazier would come back and probably wouldn't even crack the lineup in a healthy, in a healthy form. Yeah. So, oh, no, 100%. So that's enough on him. We don't. This is all speculation based on this headline. But I guess just write him off. I mean, to be honest, he might be done with the Yankees even if he, if he, if he does come back and play after this year. He may not be on the Yankees. He may be... Cut or I, I don't know. I'm done with the Clint Frazier thing. It's whatever, and that's that's fine to me. So, the more exciting thing to talk about, because contrary to the open of this episode, the Yankees are playing well and we're having fun. Unlike every other episode we've had prior, pretty much other than the last few, because the Yankees are good again, and uh, I'm just I'm having a ton of fun. And I think the Field of Dreams game. Let's start there because that I think that was a huge success. I think it was. An unbelievable, and you just see it from the numbers. I mean, it was the most most viewed baseball game in the last 16 years. It had 5.9 million viewers. Obviously, just great for the game of baseball, but I wanted to get your guys' take on it outside of the numbers. What did you guys think about the Field of Dreams game? What was your biggest takeaways? I was thoroughly surprised on a, on like how well the production was. It, well, it How well the production was, because I really did not have high expectations because I felt like they were going to fuck it up. Um, but I don't know. They did a really good job. I thought the intro, I got chills. It was fucking sick. Them coming out of the, the field. Oh, that was so, yeah, that was, that was so cool. The pregame production. That was, was, I so, it was cool. so cool. I mean, the whole thing was just fucking, it was so awesome. And there's, I like you said, Damon, there's just no way in my mind that they were going to pull that off. There I had really low expectations. Rock. Yeah, they're gonna have like Rob Manfred throw out the first pitch yeah. and lose half their viewers or do something fucking stupid. But now I'm worried that Rob Manfred's gonna overdo it and like I don't even know what the fuck he's gonna do, but I know they've already confirmed a twenty twenty two game there, yeah. but God knows what he's gonna do now. Like, I don't know why you would like put the, yeah. he's gonna like put the well, no, I'm cool with that, but it's Rob Manfred. He's gonna like do the World Series there every year, and then implement yeah. some other dumbass rule, and then everybody's gonna hate it. No, so. I thought it was cool. I mean, like I, I enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like the the cornfield was sick. I thought it was cool. It was a very like you know, it was only nine thousand people there. I thought that dude, was when cool. they came out of the corn stock to start. Yeah, it, it was, that was sick, sweet. dude. It was it was the whole thing was really well done. Um, I think it was awesome, and I think yeah. it, they just the way they built the stadium too is just so old-timey like they did it just right like a chef's kiss to the way they actually built the stadium which was awesome and just in general that they built the stadium next to the actual set was so cool i think if it happens again next year obviously they probably won't put the yankees in there i assume they might just do if i was doing it 
I would have the White Sox do it every year because that's from the movie, maybe. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But, I mean, I'm just happy that they ended up putting us back in it because, as everybody knows, they had it on, and then they kind of turned it off last year. They were going to do White Sox versus the Cardinals because it's in the Central, and that's how they were doing the adjusted scheduling last year because of COVID. But then they ended up putting us back in it now, and we all forgot about it until, like, about a month out. And I'm just – it was so, so cool. It has to be an annual thing. I agree, Chandler, though. I think that Manfred, because he noticed that this was such a huge success, maybe he's going to do just lean so hard into it and just take every baseball movie ever and just make a game out of it. Like, we're going to have a Moneyball game, which, honestly, I don't even think that Everybody would... has to play in Oakland. <laughs> Everybody has to play in Oakland. We'll do a round-robin tournament in Oakland in the Coliseum. I mean, but really, though, this is honestly probably the first success that Rob Manfred has had in his tenure as... The yeah, I mean, they've animal. tried to replicate games like this. Not replicated. They've tried to. They've tri- dipped their toe into the these style of games, like Players Weekend. Every year they do, and that's just that's not like this as as much as of a production as this. But like those aren't great. The jerseys are are basically the only thing they have to do, and those tend to suck every year. Um, they did it with the London series. London series I thought was cool. They. We're going to do the London series again in COVID, but obviously got canceled because of COVID. But I thought the London series was fun. Some people had mixed mixed feelings about it. I just like that all of these, it's just so nice being a Yankee fan because I, all of these headliner production games we're in because yeah. we're, they want to put that on display. Like they want to put Yankees, Red Sox on display, Field of Dreams. They obviously had to do White Sox, but we were the first people to for to, to choose. So that was really fucking cool. And I just I'm I'm glad we're Yankees fans because for a multitude of reasons, not so much in, in terms of performance in the last ten years, but you know we get we're first on the in the draft for games like this. So I'm excited for the the uh, Moneyball game because we're going to be the first to pick. Too. Flip side of that, I'm not happy. I'm a Yankees fan just because of the outcome. The if as an unbiased fan or as a White Sox fan, that would have been the best game ever. For a Yankee game, for a Yankee fan, it's just more of the same of oh god, here's Zach Britton to fuck it away again. Mm-hmm. So on a baseball itself note, like as a as a whole, it was fantastic. But more on the micro Yankees level, it was just absolutely fucking. Again, we say it once a week. It's a microcosm of the whole season. You have all these awesome things happening. Judge and Stan with the home runs in the ninth inning. You know, every you have this amazing production, and then you have one guy come in and just ruin all the goodwill. But did you feel that way before that that blow up of Zach Britton? Like you had those feelings already about him, or did or Zach you Britton? Saying, like, yeah, you said he's gonna fuck it. I don't know. You do you remember right when I came on and like the end of last season? I think it was like right after we got eliminated. And we were putting together the schedule for roll calls. And you're like, yeah, pick uh, a couple you want to be on. The very first one I said was, please put me on Zach Britton because I fucking hate Zach Britton. This has been a multi-year thing. This has been a multi-year thing for me. I vividly remember a conversation I had in right field in Yankee Stadium in 2019 with a random guy and his like 10-year-old son about how much I fucking hate Zach Britton. Yeah, I just, my whole thing, my whole thing on Zach Britton is it's not even the stats. It's not the blown saves. It's the fact that he almost won a Cy Young as a reliever, and he's scared to throw strikes. Like, 
obviously you're good. You almost want to Cy Young as a reliever. It's only been done a handful of times in history. Throw a fucking strike. Throw a fucking strike and see what happens. All right, so ha- let's hang on to the, the Zach Britton talk because he is going to come up in a little bit when we do Hot oh, or I know, not, but so. you, you asked me if that was I know, I know. So do you want to get into Hot or Not now? So Because we're already kind of talking about stuff like that. Unless you had something else to bring up, let it fly. No, I just wanted to talk about the Field of Dreams as a whole. And, I mean, we're going to get into a little bit more of the actual, like, stats and stuff about the the series. The series as a whole, great success. I, I think, obviously, taking five out of the six for the season against the best offensive and probably the best team in the AL right now, that's up to interpretation. They're, they're one of the best, if not the best, in the AL right now. And that's just awesome to see. And I've said this before, kind of when we were when it was happening, is like we always play up to the competition this year, and we just kind of whittle away bad, bad teams or a series against bad teams this year. And that's at least true with the White Sox. I mean, we swept them last time, obviously five and one, and we went two and one this time. So I'm just I'm excited to see that we could play up to competition like that, and we have reinforcements on the way. So if you're a Yankee fan right now, you're you're feeling good. I mean, what's what's the updated standings right now? For the wild card, I'm looking at the Athletics game right now. They're losing five two to the White Sox, so that's cool. So probably be after game, one and a half, right? If they lose that game, yeah, we'll be one and a half out of a wild card, and we are. Well, they're the top and wild up. card, and yeah, so we're we're, we're within striking distance of the top as well as the Red Sox and the Athletics. So that's awesome to see. Before we were just chasing that that second seed, so now. That's in striking distance. That's completely in play, but also obviously the division. I know the Rays won today. So what would what's the updated division? Five and a half. Five, Five and a half. half. Still, because we won today. They Five won and today. a half. But we got three against the Red Sox here, who are two games ahead of us. So it's a big series. This series could uh, be and, awesome. And, and upcoming series is Boston. Well, for, hold on. Against Boston yep. for three. Minnesota for four. Atlanta for two. Oakland for four. After that. Yep. No, this is a huge stretch of games, but the good news is after Tuesday where we have Montgomery and Heal, we got Heaney to close us out on Wednesday. Oh, so we're, fantastic. We're fine. He may we not be making fine. that start because he may be on a certain area that is above sea level by a little bit. So we'll, <laughs> well get we'll into that, in, that. A, in a little bit. We The jury's still out on that. We we let him slide last week, but I don't think that we're... What a mistake we're... on our part. Huh? No, no, no. I mean, that, that's that's fine, though, because, you know, you have to you have to let the person actually earn their way onto the sun. He is Sun terrible. conversation to come. Let's do hot or not first. Who wants to do the hots? Who wants to do the knots? I'm the... kind of tired and grumpy. I'd like to do the knots. I was about to say, yeah. Okay. Jan looks tired and grumpy. He All right, so we'll knots. start with the hots, and... If you're listening to this for the first time, we just do a quick snapshot, kind of quick little who's hot, who's not, and they are going to do a buy or sell on either side. If they buy into that, this person is going to continue to do this well. Are they for, are they legit in this sense? And for the knots, are you worried about this person or not based on the sample size that Professor Luke decides to throw out there? So for the hots, and let me know if the music sounds good because we did not test it first, but here we go. We good on the, the muse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. No, first, <laughs> first up on the odds is Aaron Judge. Over the last six games, three homers, eleven RBIs. Wow. Four seventeen batting average, one dot three five eight OPS, and a two fifty WRC plus. Hell fucking yeah, Mr. Clutch. Joey Gallo hit his fourth homer as a Yankee. 
His third in the last three games, the five RBIs over that same time span. Last two weeks, 121 WRC plus, but is a 4D1 strikeout percentage and a 20% walk percentage. Don't care about the strikeouts whatsoever. I'm not going to buy that just yet. Tyler Wade, last 14, 205 WRC plus, 455 batting average, 500 OBP, 1.091 OPS with five stolen bases, bringing his season batting average up to a 258, 12 stolen bases, 81 OPS plus on the year. Lucky incredible. Um, I don't think he's going to keep it up, though. So you bought tentatively sold in the wise words of Chandler, <laughs> I think, with the Joey Gallo one, and then Wade. Dude, shame on you. you. No, I did, not, I did not sell Gallo. I'm just saying that. You did. No, I, I'm you just saying well, you, you didn't buy. So you sold. I love There's Joey Gallo. Answers as much no, as Chandler tries to make no. multiple multiple levels to the answer. You said sell, so he is not a buy. No, I no. was just saying I'm I'm not buying. I didn't say I was selling. I'm just saying I'm. What not. does that even mean? No. I'm just saying. I, I wish I was in I between. Could pull up the like shame, shame. Here's You're the thing. wrong. That's wrong. Joey no. Gallo's. This is what we wanted. He's doing everything you wanted. He's walking. We knew he was going to come. With I know. Strikeouts. It's just taking some time to get into rhythm. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it sounds he's like in rhythm. rhythm. Like, he had another just, fucking like, nuke today. All right. If we're not, I'm not, I was not counting today because I felt like today was, I guess I should have counted today, but whatever. I don't know why you aren't. I don't know. Either way, I feel like here's the reason why. I feel like there's been a lot of situations that he's come up to bat at bat and just has not done anything. It's not true. That's very all. true. I've, true. I've at least watched four. His at-bats look well, he's great. Hit, he's he hitting walks in the three hole, so he's going to get those at-bats. But also, on the flip side of that, like one, this is what we expected, and two, even in those spots, he's still drawing walks. He's not hitting into double plays, which is a I know huge he's step not. up. He's hitting goddamn bunts down. I, I again, I'm, I'm just saying I t- it was taking him a little while to get into a groove. Yeah, you're right. And that's it. That's all for, I'm the saying. The first two series, if you take away the Marlins series and you take away the Orioles series, then after that, I think his batting average is like it. Yeah, and there was a lot of situations that it came up to bat and just didn't do anything. Yes, he had a couple home runs, has been playing, you know, has been having amazing at-bats, laid that bunt down great, but like, I again, I still think yes, he is everything that we have, I guess, expected. Maybe a little bit below, but it just took him a little while to get started, and hopefully, he continues to get to stay hot and continues to play well. I mean, and we're like, not even counting the, I mean, the hot. He is Johnny Hustle out there. Yeah, he's making not, great defensive plays. He's got the best outfield on our. He's got the best arm on our team in the outfield. That's fucking. Here's the thing, and that's I, with an outfield with Aaron Judge, and well, Hicks is dead, but <laughs> with. Uh, with fucking John Carlos too when he does play out there too. But like better than Aaron Judge is something that I never thought we would have on this team because his arm is fucking live and, and Can I call a nice. timeout real quick and ask you guys if you saw this graphic the other day? When Stant was playing right field, they had you know how they do the green light, red light shit out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they had like Judge, Gallo, and then you know, they put the rank, whatever. And then they had Stanton's rank, who wasn't conclusive because their most recent data is from 2016. <laughs> That's funny. And that just made me laugh, but also made me sad. That's very funny. So I'm all in on Gallo. I do want to see more. I, I'm, I'm, again, with you there. I'm, I'm all in on Gallo. I just think that we had very high expectations, and he's been playing. And like recently, he's been he's been playing exactly what we expected. Like last 
190 batting average, lots of home runs, lots of RBIs, getting walks. And that's what he's doing. That's what we're expecting. I think that's what we're going to continue to see. That's only been the last series. Last two weeks, but yeah. Uh, well, sure. I don't know. Maybe that last excuse. So somebody I wanted to bring up, and this is a, a large part of this conversation. Obviously, we're going to get to wait a little bit more because he is currently on the sun, and we have a little bit to talk about in terms of that. We'll address the sun stuff after we finish the knots, too. So we'll round out the hot or not and then get to the sun conversation. And I think that's a good strategy going forward for every single week. We'll address the sun once a week when we do hot or nots on the Tuesday episode. And that will obviously, if you are getting off the sun or being sun or being put on the sun, you'll make your way into hot or not, not being the one that's going to the sun. And then the one way trip back will be on the hot side. So obviously judge is on there. And I feel like judge is a weird one with for hot or not specifically, because, you know, it, it has to take, it takes a, he's been having a quietly great year, quite not really quiet for us, but like around the league, he hasn't necessarily been the Aaron judge that just like ever like an entire series has just carried us until this series. He's been quietly doing it just over the course of the whole season and he's been playing, which has been great. But this, I feel like was the first series that he actually just put the fucking team on his back and that's it. Aaron judge versus the white Sox. I mean, like I said before, over the last six games, he has three homers, 11 RBIs, 417 batting average. His slugging, by the way, was like a nine something in his OPS, which is a 1.358, 250 WRC plus. That's just video game numbers. And I mean, it's no secret why it's kind of happening because he faced Liam Hendricks, who he clearly has a strong dislike for. Because every time he goes up against, I would like to look up Liam, Liam Hendricks numbers against Aaron Judge because they are mm-hmm. they are horrible. I'm actually going to look that up right now while you keep talking. I don't really know how to look that up, so I would like you to, to help me out there because I mean, he I had the you. home run. He was the opener in that Oakland when he was still with Oakland. He was the opener that was kind of talking all that shit before the the wild card game and. And then, because he was, remember, he was saying with that stupid accent, that was the first time I heard him talk, and I realized he was, like, Australian. And he was saying, like, you know, they, they got the big names, but, you know, that's not really always what wins games. And then he gives up a fucking two-run <laughs> shot right in the fucking, fucking opening inning. But 7,000 yards. We were at that game. That was awesome. But I feel like he has a huge dislike for Liam Hendricks because he, he had a home run off of Kimbrell, Hendricks, and a couple big hits off them, too. I just love that Judge can do it against the top-tier talent in the league. Like, you see it in... Kind of a bad example, but when you see him in the all-star game with Max Scherzer, and he just he just can do it with the best of them, and that's just awesome to see. But main point that I wanted to take away from his recent performance was the fact that he literally just put this team on his back, and we haven't really seen that, and that's kind of why, with the hot or not, I feel like his name hasn't really come up much because it's just like you expect him to have a good season, but he hasn't done enough in like a two-week or or one week time frame that got him on to hot or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, yeah. That's well said. Like I, there have been other guys that have had who are having shittier years, but have had better two week stretches, which gets them on. He's been or not. he's and been we're just kind of like, yeah. you know, Judge is doing his thing. Why are we gonna bring him up in hot or not? But like, this is the first moment where he's just like, he's just doing the damn thing. Yeah, and also like, clutch too. You know, like Field Dreams game spotlight on him. He had like. Game of the year for him to, you know, two home runs, just puts him on his back. And then, yeah, he's just been doing it. And I think that, like, this is, you know, this is Aaron Judge. This is like, this is like the face of the Yankees. He, like, 
this is incredible that he's doing this. And it's funny you brought up the the clutch situation because I saw all over Twitter. I know Dan Rourke put out a video about how he isn't clutch and he's like the biggest judge defender in the world. And then he put up a subsequent video about how he, he, he is clutch in this series. But like a lot of people are talking about how he isn't clutch. And that's in large part due to the fact that in and this is data from Andrew from Bronx Pinstripes. I listened to, to their episode, but they were talking all about this too. And kind of everybody is. And in low to medium leverage spots, Judge has a 155, a 160 WRC plus, which is unbelievable. If you don't know what WCR, WRC plus is, he's 55 to 60% better than the average player in low to medium leverage situations. In high leverage situations, he has a 119 WRC plus which is still 19% better than the average player, which is still fantastic, but it looks worse because he has, he's just a, a god in the low to medium level, and you see him hit the homers in like the first inning of a game, and then he, and he just, I think Andrew said it best. He said it, and I'll quote him here. He said, it's just, he has the misfortune of being a superstar, like you expect him to make every single play out there. And when he does it in the first inning and robs a home run, when he comes up short, robbing the one in the ninth inning, you're like, wow, you're not clutch. Yeah. He just does it all the time. And that's why a lot of the time you see players that are awesome, <clears throat> awesome defensively, specifically have a lot of errors because their range is huge. And that's why, you know, guys like Javi Baez have are routinely high in errors because he has the best range in the league. And that's the same with Judge in the outfield. It's like, he's going to get to the ball, and it's going to look like he should have got it, because he's the only one who can get to a ball like that, because he's six foot goddamn 55. <laughs> he's he's so fucking tall that it, it looks like it's, you know, it's, it's a bad look. But that's yeah. just, I think, I have a ton of good memories of Judge being clutch. I mean, like I said, with that wild card home run, the other wild card home run against the Twins, I mean, this whole series he's putting it on display. I, he's just awesome. He's just also, awesome. I'm like to Chandler's point before about Joey Gallo, like batting third. Like Aaron Judge has probably been put into a lot of situations, and we've have probably seen him not be clutch a lot of times. And I think that like I don't know like what the what a percentage a good percentage of being clutch is. I don't know if that's a stat. I don't know. We keep we keep track of those things, but. I feel like it is just he's put into a lot of situations and then we're always just like, oh, he's not clutch because he didn't fall through this one time. Or, oh, he didn't get that. He hasn't had a walk-off. At least had one walk-off his entire career, whatever the stat that stat is. So he's probably been put into a ton of situations and then hasn't performed. But, again, like stuff like this and just being hot and carrying the team, you know, that goes that, that goes overlooked because, like, he has so much weight on his shoulders for for. He should come up with these situations. And he should win the game for the team because he's Aaron, he's Aaron Judge. He's the face of the Yankees. You know, like that, he should be doing all this stuff. But you don't see all the other things that he's doing on a day to day basis. No, I agree. It's kind of like the Joey Gallo thing. He's such a high profile trade that every single thing he does is under a microscope. Aaron Judge could be, you know, three of ten, three hundred batting average in these clutch situations, and the only Which thing that'll amazing. stick out. I know, but the only thing that'll stand out is the seven outs. People exactly. Like, yeah, well, yep. well, Aaron Judge is supposed to be coming up clutch here. He can't even do X. He can't even single. He can't even hit a sack fly, whatever, whatever. But, you know, if you're walking off 30% of the games that 
you have the opportunity to, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, you're you're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Do you think if he continues to play, obviously this level is ridiculous. He's betting almost 500 in the last two weeks, but he's he's adding that to an already good year, and his numbers this year are pretty fucking gross. Do you think there's anything he can do to to put himself into the MVP race? I know, obviously, the updated odds as of, I think, a couple days ago, I looked them up, is Otani is minus 1,050. It's an, is a clear and obvious favorite there. He's still doing the damn thing. He had a little bit of a slump, but he's he's still fucking doing awesome. Uh, Vladdy he doesn't Jr. have to play another inning this year, and he'll win it. Yeah, I think he'll, he's going to win it no matter what because he's just doing both sides of things. But then you got Vlad at plus 700 in the two-hole. Three people tied in the three spot with Simeon, Olsen, and Devers at plus 6,000. Altuve plus 7,000. Bogarts plus 8,000. And then the rest of the, the superstars, with Judge included, are tied at plus 10,000. Buxton, Cruz, Trout, Judge, Ramirez, Abreu, and a few other people. Um, do do you think... I, I don't think he can do anything to to be in the MVP race, but do you think there's a possibility that he can continue to do this and end up second? No. He could, I think Vlad's maybe doing it, too much. I, Vlad's doing too much. For him to get second, anywhere in the top two or three, he would probably have to somehow go on a tear to where he hit 45 home runs or more. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. He's not even in the top 25 in RBIs. Like, he has... that. That I know, like, we look at so many different things when we decide an MVP, but RBIs is a pretty big, a big one. And if you're not even in the top 25 and you don't have, like, a, you know, incredible bat, like, above average batting average, like, in the 300s, and you don't have the home runs... I mean, like... He would have to do so much, but even at that point, Vladdy has just been so consistent that the entire year, you know, he was leading the league in RBIs, average, and home runs for a stretch. And Otani is Otani. Like, that's going to be one, two right there. And then, you know, I don't know who's going to be third, but um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think he has a shot. Either way, I just wanted to bring it up. I think he's having an awesome year. I think he'll continue to have an awesome year. He's going to be finishing at least top 10 in the MVP, which is pretty fucking cool. And that Garrett Cole guy may honestly finish pretty high up there too i don't know but we'll see so more on a certain somebody who is a little bit more of a controversial name on this podcast not really controversial he's been pretty shit for his uh the entirety of his career and he may be proving us wrong a little bit i mean no i i don't whatsoever. yeah we're not we're not wrong whatsoever we were right all the way but he's starting to hit well He's starting to play really fucking good baseball, and I'm very happy. But that does not make us forget his entire career of sucking. All right, we read the room perfectly. I am happy he's doing well, but let's be honest, he was terrible, and every Yankee fan hated him for a long time. And if you if you are disagreeing with that fact, you're wrong. And he, I think. I, I'm not buying into him just yet because I think that in a flip of a switch, he could go back to sucking just based on recent history and based on the type of player he is. I hope he doesn't, but that's why I didn't buy because he could literally tomorrow just go back to being terrible. He could be getting in a groove because of the constant playing time he's getting right now. True. Which, with that no, being said, he's, he's had he's, constant playing time before. No, this is the They've first time in a, this so is the first time in a while. I, I forget the stat, but this is the first time in a while that he's started consecutive games, like this many consecutive games. So he's getting at least more run than he's used to. 
But and that definitely that has something to do with somebody having more success. But I mean, he's he's like pretty much the everyday shortstop right now with Gio on the shelf. Today I, might be the first time in my life I've ever been pissed off that Tyler Wade wasn't in the lineup. It's true. Yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing: as great as he's been, he's not going to be playing the infield to probably get less reps, and he's probably not going to be doing. Uh, as well, because he's going to get spot starts like this. But like last 14, I mean, the fact that he brought his batting average, it was at one point it was up at like 274, which is third on the Yankees above DJ Stanton. I mean, currently with a minimum of 100 plate appearances, the batting average leaders on the Yankees are Judge at 285, Geo 274, DJ 271, Stanton 260, and then Wade comes in at the five hole. Yeah, and he literally like gets on base and just steals. He's above Glaber, Andujar, Voigt, Odor, Gary, and Guardi, all with a minimum of 100 plate appearances. He's at the bottom of that that barrel in terms of plate appearances, but like when given the the, the spots, he's he's been doing it. He's got 12 stolen bases, which is extremely large for a team that's one of the slowest in the league. That's that's a good thing. That's something we've always liked. Actually, did you hear this stat yesterday? Ever since Greg Allen came up. The Yankees lead the league in stolen bases. I did see that, actually. Wow. And they were in last before he came up. Speaking of which, can I bring this up real quick? Why the fuck is Jonathan Davis on this team? That That's that, coming up soon. Yeah. Um, okay. I will propose this. I am going to vote Tyler Wade off the sun. Oh, are we doing that right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, while we're on the hots, we'll vote off the sun right now, and then after the knots, we'll vote on the sun. Well, so, it's his topic. It's, yeah, he, no, we'll, we'll, the we'll round right this now. out now. That's what I mean. Like going forward, this is yeah. the routine. Once we finish the hots, we take people off if they're if they're scheduled yeah. to come if they're doing well enough, and then we do the knots. So I will vote him off the sun due to his recent success, and I think that deserves the recognition to at least be removed from the sun for the time being. I think he's been playing. I, I, I think that even at some points he's won the game for us as, as a few times. I agree. You don't have to convince me. I'll take him off the sun, but I'm not buying that he is a good baseball player. Not Agreed. yet. No, but I mean, just, but I don't he, think he's coming he, off the sun. Putting him in the category. Of, no, but he no longer is in the category the worst, of yeah. the Nick Nelson's of the world. So the current like, population of the sun before we make any movements is, I have it right here. So the current population is Wandy, Wade, Kriski, Nelson. So while we're on the topic of, of finishing the taking people off the sun, I also wanted to talk about Wandy Peralta because I, I think he should come off the sun, and here's why. I mean, just recently this series, the last three outings, he's had three strong in good big situations. He, was, he came up big in the Field of Dreams game. He allowed no runs in the last five starts completely, 5.2 innings pitched. He actually, I heard this somewhere, I forget where, but in the 28 appearances with the Yankees, he has had 22 with no runs allowed. Obviously, you know, there's a few that he blew up, and that's what you remember, but out of the 28, he had 22 that he allowed no runs. Uh plus or minus one to that 22 number. I forget where I heard it, but it's that's pretty wild. And his his last two weeks, like I said, five appearances, 5.2, zero runs allowed. With the Yankees, he has a 3.65 ERA for the season. That's not bad. So I, I, I definitely think Wandy deserves to come off. I think he went on 
during those blow up times, and he blew up a few times in a row. But I think it's it's definitely, especially with the current climate of the bullpen, he's not one of the problems right now. So I I vote that Wandy should come off the sun as well. I will second um, because I do agree. I I, th- I don't think he's had too many. I don't really, I don't remember the last time he like fucked up. I mean, five five starts in a row, he hasn't given up a run. Yeah, so I think that that deserves recognition. Chandler and he opened. I, he opened one time. I remember, me and Chandler were talking about it on the last time when we were deciding whether or not to take him off. And no, we were texting about it in the group chat, and we were saying, "Could Wandy come off because he did the opener, and then he had another good outing right after that in, a, in a high leverage situation, and then he's now added on to that with the next three starts against a top tier team in the White Sox." I'm a man of my word, and I told Wandy, even though I'm sure he didn't see it, but maybe he did. <laughs> That if he followed the opening up with one more good outing, I would vote or at least have the conversation to take him off the sun. Since then, I think he's had three. I will pass the motion to take him off the sun. I'm not necessarily thrilled about it, but (laughs) he is off. So right now, now, we have just taken two people off the sun and the only remaining ones on the sun before adding two potential or three potential new people that we are i i have i have a few that i want to bring to the table to talk about once we get to the knots but just Krisky and nelson right now they're there patrolling the sun they're gonna be there forever there's and, nothing nick nelson could do to <laughs> off the sun and the ghost of jay bruce is just the sunmeister <laughs> he's <laughs> like he's just he's the gatekeeper the gatekeeper mike ford's ghost jay bruce's ghost just, yeah they're the gatekeepers I'm excited. I'm excited for Wandy. I'm excited for Wandy. It's it's just been it's just been a good good little run for him. I hope he doesn't blow up. That being said, I think the potential of Wade and Wandy to come back on the sun. We were talking about leashes last episode. Like when somebody gets off the sun or gets put like is just doing well. You know, these guys could go back relatively quick. They have a very short leash. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should implement a rule where if you're reinstated on the sun, you have to do like you're there for. It's a very hard. It's even harder to come off. Yeah. yeah, you're there for a designated period. It's like a jail. You need to be voted twice off the sun to be removed. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Damon. All right, do you want to get into the knots, Chandler? Yes. We've been a little too happy on this show here, so we got to bring it down. A Let me bit. get negative real quick. Yeah, we, we've been way too positive on the last couple episodes so we got to bring it back down to the gordon ramsey of yankee podcast vibe that we usually have here so starting off the knots we're starting with zach Britton. last two last two weeks is a 747 fip 579 era huge homer against the huge walk-off home run allowed to Tim Anderson in the Field of Dreams game on full display to 5.9 million people. So I think 5.9 million people would be uh, not opposed to putting him on the sun. He said he shouldn't be the closer, but he did get an out tonight in the Angels game. Are you worried, Chandler? I've been worried about Zach Britton since 2019, yes. <laughs> Andrew Heaney. Since joining the Yankees, he has three stars. Fuck 15, that motherfucker. 15 innings pitched. 15 earned runs allowed, 8 home runs allowed. At no point has he allowed the Yankees to be in a position to win a game. Is there somewhere I can send him that's farther than the sun? 
We can talk about that later. I'm assuming that is a buy you are worried that about. That is 100% Andrew a buy. Last up, we have Jonathan Davis. I know Damon kind of teased it before, but last two weeks in eight games with the Yankees, negative uh, 31 WRC plus, one hit in 15 at-bats. I did find the one hit. It was a single, nothing special. Bye. Yeah, no. What the fuck are we doing? How about that timing with the, the song, too? The song ended right there. Uh, I'm we, getting good at timing up the knots. Yeah, we got some movement here. So we had some movement off the sun. We're going to need the people that are, are, I forget who it was, but somebody sent us a upgraded gra- updated graphic on the p- members of the sun. Mm-hmm. We're going to need an updated one as of 8-16-2021. Because there this are, one's, there, yeah, this one's going to be a monster. There's gonna be some changes. We're gonna we're gonna be running out of gas in the. Uh, we're gonna need Elon Musk to send his fucking rocket to bring to bring us back to to Earth. SpaceX. Here. SpaceX. This is gonna Jeff be like Bezos, the Martian the where rest. they have to like propel it around the Earth to get it back there. Yeah. So I think we start off with the the top of the list. So you were worried about all three. Oh my God! Yeah. Britton Heaney and Jonathan Davis worried about. All three. I mean, I feel like Britton's the even the only one that's even controversial. Like Heaney is fucking terrible. I don't know why they traded yeah. for him. I don't know why he's still in the rotation. I don't I know don't why, he's why he's starting a here. meaningful game against the Red Sox. He's utterly fucking useless. I'm just super I wouldn't pissed off. I wouldn't trust Andrew Heaney that... to pitch in the Little League World Series right now. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I'd rather take a 12 year old that throws 66 miles an hour on a major league mound than ever let Andrew Heaney set foot in the fucking Bronx again. Send him out of the state. I'm just even more mad that he. Like, we almost won that game in the Field of Dreams, and we had Andrew fucking Heaney on the mound against Lance Lynn, one of the best pitchers in the American League this year. So just the fact that we even came back is just a, a credit to the Yankees' offense and Aaron Judge and everybody for for getting that, getting us back in the fucking game. And it's just like, why do you... I, we haven't had a chance to talk about that yet because the Field of Dreams game happened before we had a week off. But, like, why is he getting the ball in a in a... In a game that is the most viewed game in 16 years i get that you don't really we, we don't really have many other options i would have loved to see nestor cortez twirl it in, in on short literally rest. anybody else but like anybody else short rest or not and i, I think jj give said it another too. fucking opener uh, opener game well no the Anything. bullpen's been so taxed so I, I can i can get why you want to throw a starter out there to at least eat innings but like Garrett Cole on 50% rest would have been awesome. COVIDed out everything. I, I think he would have been way better than Andrew Heaney, especially against the righty-heavy lineup in the White Sox. I mean, it's just it's just all signs pointed to – it made me less excited about the game because I was not looking forward to seeing Andrew Heaney on the mound, as I'm sure most of the people listening also felt the same way. Just like I, I left a bad – I didn't go to sleep super – like I was still excited, but I didn't go to sleep like – just the most excited person on the planet because I knew Andrew Heaney was ready to fucking blow it. There's nobody on this planet outside of Andrew Heaney and his mom and dog that were looking forward to him starting that game. (laughs) Like, I don't even think the people on the Yankees were excited. There's no fucking way. There's just no way. And honestly, this is an indictment on Boone too. Because why the fuck are you leaving him in there to just get taxed for seven runs? You're just embarrassing the poor bastard at that point. That's honestly the worst part was the fact they let they left him in there for so long. Like, did, like he, did he let up seven runs and he was still pitching? Yeah. He they, he let up three, and then he let up five, 
and then seven, and they just kept tossing him out there. It's like, have you not seen enough? Yeah. Have you not seen enough? There's nobody else that you can go to right now, even as an innings eater. Like, I would have rather seen Nick Nelson at that point, and that is, I mean, that is the biggest insult possible. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't care who's coming in afterwards. You just can't leave a guy in there for that long. and that, that's, that's torture for everybody, including fucking... <laughs> The pitcher over or under how many innings do you think he makes it on Wednesday against the Red Sox? I honestly I don't even know. Like I I want to say I hope he doesn't. Th- I don't even know because he'll probably pitch until his arm falls off because Boone's gonna leave him in there. Which I don't even know why, but I don't know. I the whole I don't know why he has such a long leash when he's pitching. It makes no sense. But I think he should be sent to the sun and then further, and he should be a gatekeeper there as well. You think it should be automatically just sent to be the Sunmeister with like the ghost of him? Like he doesn't even have a chance to come off. He needs to be the assistant Ghostmeister right now. I don't think he's gonna have There's many. Nothing. I think it's it's just kind of sad to him because I don't think he's gonna have many opportunities to come off. Not really Thank sad. God. I don't really care because like we're we're getting people on the way back. Montgomery's back. Does that? Do you think that bounces him out right away? Like is he I mean, the, is he the first out of the rotation because the rotation otherwise is Nestor Cortez, Luis Hill. Cole, Montgomery, Tyone. and Tyone. So he's out. He's, he has be to out. be. And do you, even want, do you even want him to go into the bullpen, or you just want him off? He should be cut. After his start Wednesday, I don't care if he throws a perfect game, he should be greeted like in Major League when he's got – he should be showing up to his locker doing the fucking snake ritual, and he should have a goddamn red tag in his locker – Get your shit and get the fuck out of the Yankees' team and don't ever come back. I don't care what he does. There is nothing he can do on Wednesday that could save his rotation spot. Agree with so that. He's on the I, sun. I feel like he may be a I bullpen mean, spot, but it's I don't I don't a, think it's so. It's a far stretch. I don't think so. I, I mean, I mean, who are you going to take out of the bullpen for? I don't know. Is Nick Nelson still in there? I don't no, know. I don't, yeah. no, I don't I want to see him ever pitch again. I, I would rather watch Nick. Guys, at least like, Nick Nelson throws hard. Yeah, and he's fun to make fun of. Like Heaney's just sad. Like it just makes me sad to watch Heaney pitch. I mean, you got, we don't need him in the bullpen right now. As as, as taxed as they've been, we're getting the starters back. They're going to be less taxed going forward because we're getting guys that will eat more innings and actually we're getting perform. bullpen guys back too. We're getting Chapman's bullpen guys back. back too. We're getting Domingo back. Whether or not he'll be, I'd rather him in the pen. He may not be getting a starter job, but he could. He could not, depending on the way. Sevy ever comes back, and if Kluber Kluber's getting a, a rehab start, I think soon. He apparently didn't look great. He had bad location, which obviously he's coming back which from injury. The entire so, thing. so we'll see what happens with that. I obviously I think he needs the first off. I mean, fifteen innings pitched and fifteen earned runs is not what you want. Um, eight home runs also not what you want. And yeah, so welcome to the sun, Andrew Heaney. Did we decide if Zach Britton is on the sun? This one's a little bit more... I, I agree with what you said, Chandler. This is a little bit more controversial because it's Zach Britton. He, he has more pedigree to his name, so that is exactly the type of player that will be tougher to put on the sun rather than uh, a guy like Heaney, who he, he obviously has a short leash. So I wouldn't bet, lose an eye of sleep over him over the sun. Like ne- I've never been a fan of him, but now the stats back it up. It's t- like his performance now has finally caught up to him there's only so long that you can walk the fucking farm and get out of it with double plays that doesn't work it doesn't work it's not a 
method of sustained success. And we've seen cracks in it. He's blown big spots throughout his whole time here. And it's finally coming through. He's got like a near a 70 RA. He's blown God knows how many saves this year. 619. 619. How many blown saves does he have? Five in like two months? I don't know that, but. Either way, six one nine, not great. He took he tucked his tail between his legs and asked Boone publicly to not put him in the closer role anymore. Like, yeah, the, I think that's the worst part about it. I think that's what's no. The worst part about was, it is Boone was, put him back out there the next night to close. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no. I, I don't know. It, it's with with him. If you were teeter tottering on the line, which I am, to put him on the sun, I think the off the field publicly saying that he shouldn't be the closer. He doesn't deserve it. I I don't know if that's him just, you know, taking responsibility or pointing the finger to, or not pointing the finger, but like saying that the there's other guys more deserving, like Luizaga, Chad Green, other guys like that. Uh, obviously, Chapman if he comes when he comes back soon. But like I I think personally, right now the person I would want to close out games the most is Jonathan Luizaga, and that is. That's that's I feel like that's yeah, obvious. That's oh, obvious, that's a yeah. that's a no brainer. But for the as far as the sun goes, also I mean I'm not teetering on whether send him to the sun. He's on the we've sent a lot, a lot of the same person with big pedigrees to the sun for a lot less. So I have no problem sending him I to believe, the sun. I feel like this is the yeah, highest who? profile guy. We on sent the sun. Brett Gardner. We sent Brett Gardner. I think this he is a little bit yeah more, a little bit more. He's got a higher thing, pedigree, but Brett Gardner's been a Yankee forever. But he has more expectations than Brett Gardner this year. That's why. Well, then this in is that the case, highest he profile should... member of the sun. If we're going to do it, I want to do it. But also, I don't know. Real quick, I'm kind of teetering on whether or not I think he's being a giant pussy by not <laughs> like sacking up and figuring it out, or if I like respect him for taking himself out of the closer role there's a little I, I bit of both it's a little bit of both for me too i wouldn't if i was him i wouldn't be saying that i'd just be like i mean it's it's, it's known like everybody sees it like you're not gonna i don't know I, shame I, on aaron boone for not knowing that himself yeah i don't know i don't know i well, mean like well, all right so my vote is yes welcome to the sun Yep, three yeses. See, he's yes, he's on the sun, but he's one that he's uh, one that can Zach. come off. He's one that can come off. Pretty he can quick. come off very easily, just because. Yeah, agreed. So I need leash. a week. Of, I need a week of zeros from him to even consider yeah. it. Well, we got one guy out today. So next guy on the list. I don't even know why he's on the fucking team. To be honest, I looked into a little bit of the saber metrics on baseball savant to see I think what he's done. Nothing. Why Jonathan Davis is out there? I mean, he's playing decent he's playing good defense it looks like i i couldn't i didn't really check the outs above average and stuff like that but it looks like he's doing pretty well defensively he's a 95th percentile in sprint speed at 29.3 feet per second which is pretty pretty fucking fast it's top five percent in the league so that plus with a good being a good defender that's why he's out there but i don't understand why he's out there over a guy who can do that in Greg Allen and also was hitting well. So I don't, I don't get the, I don't get this. I don't. Yeah. That's so logic the, makes no from sense. my understanding, from my understanding, Greg Allen is out of options. So if they bring him up again, Davis would one hit waivers and two Greg Allen couldn't be sent down again. I couldn't give less of a shit if, if Davis hit waivers. Well, so, but on the flip side of that, if you were to send Greg Allen back down that he can't, then, then we lose he him. is, they would lose him. Okay, but so 
I kind of get it, but on the on the same token, how the fuck did you let this happen in the first place? Like, what did you see in Jonathan Davis that you decided that you needed him over Greg Allen to even put yourself in this situation? Yeah, why waste an option? Why waste an option for a guy? Like, if you waste an option for yeah. Joey Gallo, if that was the corresponding move to Joey Gallo, I get it. But when you pick up a guy that's hitting 130... Especially because they did the it when, he, when Allen was playing phenomenally. I, I just don't get it. I really don't get I don't get that move at all. I will never get it. We're in I a bad spot now with it, so I get maybe leaving him in there, but I, dude, I don't understand how you put yourself in this situation. So I think it, this, I don't even need to say anything more. He has one hit with the Yankees. I found it. Nothing special. Like I said, son, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. Like, I, like what dude, he, but like, he shouldn't he, be on the team. I know. Damon, where is this undying loyalty to Jonathan Davis? I had no loyalty to him, but here's the thing. He has done like, I literally don't even, I don't even think I've like seen him. That's a fault of your own. I've seen it and it made me throw. But like, up. there's nothing. Like, he hasn't don't done anything that don't has. See him. He has a negative Dude, 31 been... WRC plus. That's not. That's that's below zero. I think you could have a better WRC plus than he in the box. And Damon, I... you know what? This is a fault of your own, and you're gonna get put on the sun for being in Montana <laughs> without internet for two weeks. That's why you haven't seen him because you haven't been around a place with fucking electricity. You're right. Like, you're right. Do yourself a favor and go I guess, watch his highlights if you want to call him that. I haven't heard enough of him doing There's like, a reason. blowing things or anything like that. Or like, I just feel like he hasn't hit. It's not that you haven't heard enough of him blowing things. You haven't heard his name because he has one hit on the Yankees. All right, he had a him. single in his first game. He loses his son vote. Send him to this. the sun. Okay, never mind. He gets it back. Thank you. <laughs> that one would have been... I think. I think if there's one that obvious you can be overridden yeah no that we would have the executive veto power with the other two on on the all right i guess the sun's pretty crowded we, we now. would have had to call murphy no it's not crowded because we took two off i we think it's three we just added all three that were on the not list i mean Good. they've been pretty fucking terrible pretty fucking bad i think and we it's should at have a time where when the yankees are playing like, good yeah i think we should have a rule with there's a guy like davis where one person disagrees but it's like blatantly obvious that he's a fucking just atrocious player we should let the fans decide <laughs> all right send it out in a poll but i mean but damon came around and he's officially on the sun so i didn't know he had play. one hit that's terrible it's really bad <laughs> i said it in the, like six times i i sorry so i don't think he realized how bad just one hit is yeah and it was new, in his first game the new population of the sun and to those who are listening, I would still like a graphic so we can post it. That would be fantastic. But uh, Wandy comes off. Wade comes off. Krisky and Nelson stay on the sun. Don't see them coming off anytime soon. Heaney, Britton, and Jonathan Davis enter the sun. So now on the sun is Krisky, Nelson, Heaney, Britton, and Jonathan Davis. It's a good list. It's a bad list. <laughs> so that is who is on the sun. We have to wrap up because we are losing memory on the recorder right here. So I'm just very excited. Obviously, that was a one-off game today, just a, a rain-out make-up game. But three against Boston today, when you guys are listening to this, it will be a doubleheader. Seven innings, hate that. Extra innings, obviously, that's that's what, true with any any game. With we the can't blow it in the ninth, but. so that's good. I am not excited for this, but I, well, I, I just don't like the doubleheaders. I really hope those are gone. Absolutely we, have to take two or three. I mean, have to. dude, we win both tomorrow. We're in a playoff spot. 
That's what I'm most excited for. I can't wait for the day. Hopefully that, you know, this is all fun to say like, oh, we're, we're doing well. I want it. I want the day to come where it's like, if the playoffs were to end right now, we would be in the playoffs. And that's something that hasn't happened in a while. That could be tomorrow. I'm tired of seeing the tweeted graphics of like, oh yeah, if the playoffs started today, what's your team? Who's your team playing? Like retweet if your team's in here. I'm like, uh, yeah, like my team's (laughs) sitting on the fucking couch. And right. after that, we have so Boston for three in New York. I might actually want to want to go to one of these games, but yeah, I might go. Uh, Minnesota for four, so that hopefully we can take care of business there. But I mean, who knows? Hopefully, we get people back by that time too. Atlanta for two, and then an enormous series against Oakland for four. So two of the teams we are chasing for that third that those wild card spots, we are playing for a combined seven games. Yeah. Also, Atlanta's in first now. They're fucking playing really well. Well, there we go. So the team, they're all they're all good games. We need to hit Minnesota's ass. We need to sweep Minnesota. Minnesota sweep. I was just in Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. We have to beat the Red Sox. We have to beat the fucking Red Sox. It is the time too. They're struggling. We're gonna lose the Heaney start. So true. Two out of three. We're We're gonna win fifteen to twelve. It's the only way we do it. So. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the show. We appreciate you, no matter where you're listening, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're just happy that you are listening. We appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed the show, and as always, five-star rating on iTunes would help us out a ton. I will eat a baseball if we get enough ratings. Please, we appreciate you, and I think that'd be fun. I'm Getting a little peckish. I would like to eat. I'd like to eat a baseball, and that'd be fun. So, yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube Bronx Pinstripes, and we will catch you guys later. Hopefully, we are in the playoff picture by the next time we record on Friday. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.